Hey guys, this is Lauren with the Mindful Business Life Podcast coming to you with the Friday segment, um, The Artist's Way Every Day, A Year of Creative Living by Julia Cameron. And I always have the Mr. Amazing Jim Dukes. Jim? Good morning. How are you feeling? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Don't- since you're all plugged up, I think I'll be plugged up for you. So you don't sound, you know, alone. <laughs> well, you're so kind and, and concerned, and I appreciate that. <laughs> um, definitely just dealing with the signal changes here. And so um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Really excited to be back in the flow of recording uh, these podcasts. Um, Jim, you want to go ahead and read the segment for us today? Sure. Um, today's April 21st, and um, the segment begins. When we write, we place ourselves in the world. We say, this is where I am right now, and this is how I feel about that. Conversely, when we focus on the places where we've been, we often connect to a deep and specific sense of how we felt when we were there. In other words, by mapping our literal physical placements, we are often able to more accurately map our psychological placement. Good writers know this. The end. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> I love it because like I've been talking to myself about um, my new segment called The Art of Zen, which is going to be coming out really soon. And mm, one of the things I have a lot of um, poetry from the years that I'm going to read, but I want to create, I want to get into some new stuff into the new Lauren and and then the past experiences that I've had. And so um, I love this one because I've been trying to kind of get into the headspace of writing again, writing poetry again um, and, and leaning into that expressive state. And so I guess this reminder to like, that it's like where you are now um, to Paul, yeah. like be in this present moment and to let whatever's meant to be spill out. Um, I need to just go sit somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just go mm-hmm. sit somewhere and, and just let whatever few words start to trickle out, trickle, and then let it flow into the rest of the sea that it's going to be. So, Hey, that rhyme. Hmm. There you go. That's your start. <laughs> that's it it. (laughs) I I think when I think um, I started having this conversation yesterday at a meeting and um, about music and how music takes us back to a place um, and it's the more diverse um, our style of music that we appreciate um, it becomes more reflective of the places that we've been in our lives. And so I think that um, while I uh, while I write poetry and I don't write all the time or I, I don't write books or um, things like that, um, I do tend to create art based on music that um, comes from different genres of my life, like not genres, but periods of my life, like when I was in Iraq, there were certain songs that I remember from that time that evoke certain memories. So there's lyrics and there's words there that evoke memory. And um, 
you know, when my son was born, there's music from that time that evoke memories. And um, during my suicide attempts, there's um, songs that were um, popular then that um, I remember uh, my sister telling me that um, these songs reminded her of me. And, and so, so I think that for me, I, because I don't generate a lot of written content, I rely on somebody else's musical lyrics that have helped shape my um, path in life. And then I can use that to generate my visual art. I love that. That's pretty cool. I have a pretty, I love all music. I mean, you can look on my playlist and see everything, literally every style. And um, I haven't used music to fuel me, but I think inevitably we all use music to soothe our souls anyway. And so whether it's in the writing sense or the poetry sense or the artistic sense, like music is everybody's life. I don't think I know a person who can't, you know, who says they don't love music. You know, I've never met. Yeah. Oh, so there's, there's some music I tend to avoid and there's music that I, that like from my early childhood that is related to childhood abuse that is, um, you know, sometimes can, it, it, it's basically the soundtrack of my abuse and I tend to avoid that. And I haven't, I haven't had the guts to explore that yet and to create from that. Um, I, I haven't felt safe enough to do that yet. No, I understand that. I definitely, <clears throat> um, like when my brother died, I leaned into the band Godsmack Real Hardcore and they became like my favorite band for the longest time. They're still one of my favorites. I've seen them live and <clears throat> But like you, I tend to not like go back to that music as often because I'm kind of outgrown it or, you know, I've emotionally grown stronger and don't need that music to really fuel my life anymore. So um, mm -hmm. I love that. And um, I guess for me, um, <clears throat> when it comes to writing, I mean, just like everybody else, I, I definitely feel like even thinking about this concept today, I was just sitting here and going, I'm nervous to start writing again. And um, just kind of like everyone else, uh, you putting yourself out there. I'm nervous to get back out there and, and write, even though I've written a lot of different things. We've talked about it. I've done poetry. I wrote mm -hmm. stuff for NASA on their launches of probes and missiles. And um, and then I wrote erotic <laughs> stories. And <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, could you... So writing a, a writing a story about a NASA probe and blending, and then you followed that with erotic poetry. Can you not? Can you not just do a freaking poem about a, a NASA probe as an erotic story? Oh boy! Well, I will put that on the list of things to meditate on and see what comes Dude, out. How many? What demographic span of demographics that would cover? A lot. A lot. Yeah, some probably even weirder ones than I want to think about as well. <laughs> um, but it, I will put that on my list. Where would that probe go? To the moon. Your yeah, there's moon. only one there's only one destination. <laughs> to the your moon. Gemma. <laughs> 
Saturn. Oh, not Uranus. Well, <laughs> oh Lord, y'all deal with us. Just deal with us, okay? <laughs> um, I definitely think like writing when I I so I when I decided to get back into like the writing the poetry I looked back at some of my past stuff and I was just like, who where is all this emotion coming from? Like who was this person? And so I'm like looking back here where it's like a sense of how we we felt when we were there and it's like there was a lot of conversation for the the last batch of poetry about being this wild woman that set on fire and just like boom like on the grind doing her thing and um I I think I had started writing that poetry just as I'd started like my yoga and building my company and was really growing into kind of who I am now. And so mm -hmm. I really love that, that reminder of like reflecting back on who you, who you've been, where you've been to fuel your writing. Um, I, I think, you know, I've had a really interesting last year and a half and <sighs> I might be writing some emo stuff. I'm just my, it just might be like high school taking back Sunday kind of vibes. Okay. Yeah. Well, and you know, you talk about fear of putting yourself out there, but every time you walk out of your house, you put yourself out there visually and um, verbally in meetings and everything else. How is that different than writing? Um, I think for, I think what makes it different is people tend to be, um, like when I'm at a meeting, people, someone's not going to like, all right, Nancy or all right, Lauren, like, I don't agree. Like, I don't get as many, um, people who will disagree with like what I'm saying, but I feel mm -hmm. like when you're like putting yourself out there, especially like people who put like art or music or poetry or whatever, people tend to be a lot more negative online and mm -hmm. vocalize that. I feel like a lot easier than they do to like, even your face, if you're standing there, like voicing an opinion that they don't like. Um, but don't you think that people that are just genuinely, generally judgmental anyway. So if they see you walking into anybody, it doesn't have to be you. It could be, steve -o, you know walking into a grocery store they're going to be judgmental and make an opinion of that person and, and what they're wearing or doing or acting um, um but with what you write you have an opportunity to control that narrative and um and have that backup there so you can it's defensible as opposed to i just walked out with stained sweatpants and uggs and a rip in my shirt and looking like you know a dumpster fire and um um so i don't know it's just something i'm thinking about i don't know if there's an answer there i'm just postulating no and i mean you're right i mean at the end of the day some people are just that they're just judgmental. They're just, and a lot of judgment comes from a lack of security in yourself, right? Um, or jealousy of what that person is doing or expressing or discomfort in what that person is doing or expressing. And um, and so I say that, but then I, I also vocalize a lot of things, especially on the podcast that 
aren't crazy ideas. I mean, they're never crazy, but once I hit the send button or I upload, I'm just like, Oh, it's done. doesn't matter now. So it's always that getting to that, getting to that place to push. Just like, just like when you walk out your door. Yeah. I just, that's it. That's it. So anything for me, um, I've always been, I'm very blessed to be well-received in a lot of things that I do. Um, mm -hmm. Um, people who say they have a lot of haters, I can't agree with that. I don't, uh, I, don't, I know I have a few, but I wouldn't say I've got a lot of haters. That's not one of my favorite things to be happy about. Um, and so, um, I'm really grateful that I tend to be well-received when, you know, I speak about topics or when I write stories, you know, when I wrote my, when I wrote the erotic stories, you know, that's, that's pretty intense stuff. So, I was very nervous about expressing that side of myself, um, but everyone, all the ladies loved it. All the ladies loved it, you know? So, and I just reminded a girlfriend, a client of mine, Ivy, that Alan Watts states, like, if you're into something, somebody else is into it too. And so I always try to keep that like, even. <laughs> and you never know who it's going to be. Like I, I have a I have a friend in Columbia, South Carolina, and I was helping him with some video production on like trailers for some um, um, gay erotic murder mystery novels that he was writing. Right. And so he was um, he was thinking that this was going to be really big in, and he was self um, for, um, producing and um, or self publishing. I'm sorry. And so uh you know, they were uh, male um, gay characters and it was all centered around these murder mysteries and, you know, plots and all this stuff and, and, and intimacy and, um, and it was hot. And he, uh, you know, he was putting it out there. And then once he start, started getting the demographics back uh, from the purchases, it turns out that the, the lowest purchase demographic were gay males and the highest were um um females from japan oh my god and he and, and it's just a, it's a it's a, a taboo um cultural taboo and they um enjoy reading it and um he never expected that in a million years. Here he is totally writing for his people and the, 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 the people that he relates to. And it's not, it's not being picked up. And I love hearing that because like, I'm thinking like generally, like you said, like you're who you're writing for is who you, you know, think is going to be the most well-received. Yeah. The ones you least expect it. And that is even crazier to hear. Like it's, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Even... <laughs> I I love the genius of that. I I think that's what I love about the global art community, and you know, forget boundaries. Uh, and I hate art having boundaries wow. because this gives us, um, you know, so much exposure to and and broadening the way we create art in the in the way that we think that what we're creating is going to relate to one person or another or a group or another. And it, and it could have a, a, such a higher impact on somebody else. Yeah. I, I mean, how beautiful is it to know that, you know, that what you create 
you know, it, it, it touches more than just who, you know, the small group that you think it's going to. I mean, so that, that reminder should encourage so many others to do that, to put themselves out there without fear, because Mm -hmm. like, like I said about Alan, you know, if you like something, somebody else likes it too. You know, we all have differences, but we're all quite similar in a lot of facets in a lot of ways. And so um, I love hearing that. And that just gave me a little bit of strength. Um, And I only say I'm nervous. And then next thing you know, I'm on a horse, I'm on the horse and I'm like, yeah, riding a buck naked through the streets, screaming, I wrote some new poetry. So um, you get nervous in the beginning. And then (laughs) will that be your book cover? Or back cover. <laughs> the cartoon version. <laughs> it's going to look like a tarot card called the wild goddess. Mm. Oh. Ooh, I know. Mm. I actually have a tarot deck coming out. And it's not a tarot. It's an oracle deck. It's a group collective deck. Um, a bunch of women that I know when that whole AI thing came out, we all did them. And we created our own oracle deck. So you'll be seeing a lot more of me all over the place very soon that's cool yeah i'm very excited kind of my first published in a way but it's just a card but it's still cool a little bit of writing so i'm very excited i kind of forget about all the things i'd be doing (laughs) because you've been doing a lot i'm trying to get better about that this whole this whole birthday new moon eclipse has really kind of highlighted some things in my life and I'm looking forward to kind of grounding in the things that I really love and I'm passionate about. And so, um, but getting back to our, and I are just here having conversations y'all and y'all are just here listening to the conversations. (laughs) Um, I really love the reminder too of like, when we're writing like seeing where we are mentally and emotionally and physically like um like I was saying like thinking about my last year going to write like who's gonna come out you know is it gonna be the uh, am I gonna start you know where I am presently which is in between a little bit of brokenness and a little bit of Uh, fullness is it going to be the Lauren that was super broken after losing her dad um, and grandpa Um, or is it going to be the bad bitch that's waiting for her in the future Um, and so (laughs) I'm hope I imagine with me I'll probably encompass it all but um, it's important I love the fact that it says it maps out our our psychology placement like am I okay after my writing, after art, like, are you okay emotionally? Are you okay mentally? Do you need some love and support from your community, from a counselor, from something? And so I think the reminder to like, use these these moments of art and creativity to also guide you into better health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It is a release. It is. It is. I really look forward to um, getting back into it. Um, And for me, when it comes to writing, um, I did this in college a lot, and I probably will practice it now, is that I always take the idea, you know, kind of uh, 
diagram it out and the idea or a word is at center. And then I pick some words to kind of words or ideas to go around it. And then I write a rough, rough copy. And then I write a rough copy. And then I write a semi finished copy. And then I write a finished copy. This is why my papers were always turned in right, like right on the dot because I, because I wrote so many, so many copies and edited versions of them. Um, but just you know, maximize your process on how you write. Um, I think that's kind of what's coming through is like just you know, how do you get creative? How do you get in that space? And then what do you do? in that space how do you get the ideas out and how do you then take those ideas and transform them into the art into the poetry into the writing and so for me it was a eight step paper um pretty much to ideas out i get my ideas out i write too fast i write i um or i think faster than i write i think that's more Mm -hmm. it definitely end up like leaving words out leaving freeze, and then I'm like oh what was I saying here so that's another reason I always have to kind of go back because I get excited that I'm writing mm-hmm. that I'm passionate and then I'm like skipping over 80 words that are needed in the in the in the writing so um so I definitely like to do this multi-tier do how do you write Jim what's your process when it comes to writing do you have one um Writing is difficult for me with my brain injury, so I tend to use the um, speak to text and I just let it free flow and then I go back and edit and kind of re-edit and I don't spend too much time with it. I just let it be a reflection of my voice and personality and don't worry about perfection. I love that. I should, I've been trying to do more voice records as well, or at least like when I have an idea, capture it so I can go back. Cause there are definitely those days where I'm like, oh, this would be a great poetry or great story. And then I forget about it when I try to go back and think about it. So I'm going to go into, and my rewrites are never really about finding perfection in it. It's just about cleaning up the language more than anything. Cause like I said, Mm -hmm. I, over words or you know it's like oh sally went to north america like it just misses things that are kind of important for the sentence to make sense because i've been so excited and in flow so um um i love that i love that i will definitely keep that in mind when i'm writing too is like maybe just speak some of these things out and then Mm -hmm. write them from there so yeah but yeah, uh, Jim, do you have anything else on this segment that you'd like to share? No, I think we got it all covered. Yeah, we had a very interesting conversation. Today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy them so much. Um, do you want to go ahead and talk about the exhibits you have right now at the Art League? Yeah, so we have um, an exhibit that's closing soon uh, in the hallway called Unbound. Um, it's a, a collection of artwork uh, by survivors of... Um, domestic and um, sexual abuse. And um, then we have uh, uh, an exhibit opening the second Tuesday, uh, our second Friday of next month. Um, 
we're putting together a full list of classes and workshops and events and coming soon uh, is an emerging artist market. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for all the good stuff. I love it. And I should be in today to check out the unbound. Uh, okay, uh, good. So I'm looking yeah, forward. To I have that. a piece. I have a piece in the show. I know. That's why I'm so excited to see it. So, um, and congratulations to you for having a piece in the show. Um, Thank you check that out well guys thanks for tuning in um we really appreciate it make sure you stop by the charlotte art league um check out their website they have merchandise on there as well um and then follow the charlotte art league on instagram facebook uh linkedin and then i'm callaway for president on instagram uh so i will be back with our daily stoic tomorrow you guys be blessed never stressed Ooh.